بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم All praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance And we seek the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala From the evils of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon Then none can misguide that person and whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I am grateful once again, and I should say this as I started, because today is the final session of this wonderful trip here to Qatar and to you all and to Fanar. And as I started, I must thank uh, Fanar for their wonderful invite, their hospitality, and for making this trip a reality. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to make this sitting, our last sitting, I ask him to gather us together many a time in this world. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gather us in the hereafter and gather us in Jannah with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen. The topic today is an extremely important one. Maybe the most important topic of the topics discussed. And I suppose it, it is relative Right? Some topics are more important to some people given their need for a particular topic. But the reason why I say today's topic is very important is because the topic deals with the heart. A heart. And we know that yourself and myself, we are basically made up of a few entities and components. And if we look at these entities and components, then we find that we are a body, we are a mind, we are a nafs, we are a ruh, which is a soul, and we are a heart. So we five things. We are five things. Should I repeat it? We are a body, a mind, a nafs, a ruh, and a heart. Now we're not going to discuss all these five, we're going to focus in on the heart. However, I want to shed some light regarding the nafs because this is a form of confusion and it's a question that's always asked. What is the nafs and what's the difference between the nafs and the ruh? Right? What is this nafs? It's an Arabic term, an Arabic noun called nafs. Noon fa seen. And in the English language we can loosely write it as N-A-F-S or spell it using N-A-F-S, a nafs. What is a nafs and how different it is from the ruh. The ruh means a soul. The ruh means a soul. So what is this nafs and how different, how different it is 
or is it to the ruh? The ruh is the soul. The nafs as taught to us by the ulama is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala joins between the soul and the body outside of a mother's womb. So when a child is born and they live with, and they have to obviously, you have to have the soul and the body present to be alive. So basically being alive outside of the mother's womb necessitates you being a nafs. The ruh is the soul itself minus the body. When the soul is removed at the time of death, we don't say it's a nafs. And that's what the Prophet wasallam said, when one of the companions passed away, he passed away and his eyes remained opened. His eyes remained open. The Prophet wasallam said, إِذَا صَعَدَ الرُّوحِ When the soul is lifted. He didn't say nafs. He said soul. Why? Because here there's a detachment between the soul and the body. Is that clear? So that is uh, what has been taught to us regarding the nafs. Today's topic is the topic of the heart. And that is why it would be appropriate if we started this talk by saying all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who granted us this heart and said, Yawma la yanfa'u malun wala banoon illa man atallaha biqalbin salim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that the day of Qiyamah is a day in which nobody's wealth or nobody's children will benefit them. The only benefit they stand to gain is a pure heart. The only benefit on the day of Qiyamah is for the one who meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a pure heart. And inshallah, Throughout the course of this particular talk, we will discuss uh, those criterion pertaining to what necessitates a pure heart. And as we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should praise Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the final messenger who said, Ala inna lil jasadi mudghah. Indeed, there is nothing about your body except a piece of flesh. He didn't say that your body's has something important called a piece of flesh. He said there's nothing about it except a piece of flesh. إِذَا صَلُحَ If this piece of flesh is pure, صَلُحَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّ Then the entire body will be correct and pure. وَإِذَا فَسَدَتْ And if this piece of flesh becomes corrupt, فَسَدَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّ Then the entire body will be corrupt. أَلَا وَهِيَ الْقَلْبُ Indeed, the piece of flesh being referred to is this heart. Now, for those who are well versed in the Arabic language, you'll appreciate the methodology of our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and we should say peace and blessings be upon him, or sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when we hear his name, because this is from the good etiquettes of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was eloquent when he said the statement. He didn't say, as I said earlier, that there's an important piece of flesh in your body and it's the heart. Rather, he said, there's nothing about your body except your heart. And for those who study language, you appreciate this formation. Because even in the English language, if I said, Yusuf is standing. What's your name? Uzair. 
Uzair is standing. We won't make you stand. Right? Uzair is standing. If we said Uzair is standing, then in the English language, this is known as an open statement. I have the ability to add to it. I can say he is standing and he's wearing a black thobe with white stripes and he's holding um, a jersey that is orange and he has a lovely watch. I can continue adding to this particular statement. But if I said there's nothing about Uzair except that he is standing, this is known as a closed-ended statement. Meaning, the speaker has focused in on the most important aspect of discussion regarding Uzair. And that is that he is standing. I don't care about what he's wearing. I don't care about what color clothes he's wearing, what he's holding, what watch he's wearing, the type of watch he's wearing, the color of the watch he's wearing, and so on and so forth. I am focusing the listener on the most important point that I want to highlight. And that is the fact that he is standing. So here the Prophet, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there is nothing about the body except this piece of flesh. He zoomed in and focused in on the point of discussion, on the most important entity and element of you and I as a creation. And that is the heart, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Excellent. O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, Understand that we are not living in paradise. Paradise is a place of everlasting happiness. And understand that you and I are not living in everlasting doom. For everlasting doom and destruction is in a place known as the hellfire. And the place known as the hellfire in the Arabic language is called Jahannam. This is a place of everlasting doom. You and I are in a period before that period. A period known as the dunya, known as the world. A place that has moments of happiness and has moments of difficulty. A place that has happiness which is not equivalent to the happiness of the hereafter. And has difficulty which is not equivalent in intensity to the difficulty of the hereafter. We know that the Prophet ﷺ said that paradise is a place which no eye has ever seen, which no ear has ever heard. And it is a place that no heart has ever imagined. Subhanallah. If you imagine the most amazing thing you can imagine in your mind, know that paradise has better. Know that paradise has better. Do you allow me to steer off the topic a little bit? Just a little bit. They say that our abilities are limited. All our abilities are limited. We can only see a certain difference, uh, a distance. And we can only hear a certain wavelength of sound. And we can only carry a certain amount of weight. We have limitations in terms of our abilities. But when we look at all our faculties and we analyze these limitations, we find that there's one entity that has fewer limitations than the rest. And that is known as our ability to imagine. Our ability to imagine. We can imagine anything we want. I'm saying this to you, and I gave this example to the brothers and sisters in London uh, a week ago or 10 days ago. I think it's pertinent lighten the mood a little bit before we dive into the serious stuff. There's always a starter before the main meal. 
So this mind can imagine anything. You can be sitting here right now, and you can imagine that you're sitting in Hawaii if you want. Is anybody going to stop you? Can anyone stop you? Can they? No. You can imagine it. And you can enjoy it. In fact, you can close your eyes and disappear from this place because you're so deep in thought regarding this new place that you're in. You're not in the humid city of Doha. You're in the cool, breezy seaside. Right? Nobody can stop you. And if you want to understand this further, understand it like this. They say once upon a time, there were three people. And they were on a journey. And they took provisions for their journey. But what happened is, they didn't have a GPS like we have today. Sat-nav, tom-tom, right? Google Maps. So, they were in the forest, traversing, and they became lost. They became lost. So, because they became lost, this took a couple more days from their planned journey. And as a result, the provisions that they had with them became depleted. Except a bowl of milk. A bowl of milk. So, now they were in a dilemma. We three people, one bowl of milk. How on earth are we going to distribute this milk between us? So, one of them was very clever. He said, you know what, I have an, an idea. They said, what? He says, what we'll do is, we'll place the bowl of milk on a high tree. So no wild animal can drink it. And we'll all go to sleep. And when we wake up in the morning, we'll tell each other about the dream which we had. And the person who has the best dream, gets the bowl of milk. How's that? They said, perfect. That sounds doable. It's conducive. Right? So this is what they did. And they went to sleep. And they woke up the next day and they said, right guys, let's discuss the all-important issue of the dreams that we had so that we can have breakfast. So they asked the first person, what did you dream about? Now obviously he didn't dream about anything, but he has a mind that can imagine. So he said, for the sake of the bowl of milk, he said, you know what? I had an amazing dream. An amazing dream. They said, what was this dream about? He says, I dreamt I was on the third heaven. Third heaven, wow. And he started describing the third heaven and how he met Prophet Joseph, Yusuf alayhi salam, and how handsome he was, and everything he could conjure up. Everything he could describe, he described. He used his abilities to imagine for the sake of his stomach. <laughs> he needed the bowl of milk. So the other two they were starting to look despondent. They said, subhanallah, this, was, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. So they went to traveler number two. What did you dream about? He says, traveler number one, you had an amazing dream. But sorry to say, my dream was better. Now obviously he didn't dream anything as well. So they said, what was your dream about? He says, which heaven were you on? He said, the third heaven. He goes, me, I was on the fifth heaven. I was on the fifth heaven. And we know that the fifth heaven is more beautiful than the third heaven. So what did he do? He bettered the description of the third heaven. And traveler number one looked down, despondent, as he saw the bowl of milk evaporating. So then they turned to traveler number three. And traveler number three said, Yes, what can I do for you? 
They said, we're waiting to hear the dream. We want to hear what you dreamt last night. Now how many heavens are there? I can't hear you. You guys got to be alive here, come on. Seven. He said, I'm too ashamed to tell you about my dream. They said, what do you mean you're too ashamed to tell us about your dream? You have to tell us it was an agreement. Let's hear it and let's finish this because the sun is rising and this bowl of milk is going to evaporate. Tell us what you dreamt about. Because I'm too ashamed. Please, just leave me out of it. He said, no. We had an agreement. Let's hear it. He goes, okay. Because you're forcing me. Last night I was in a deep, deep, deep sleep. Really enjoying the sleep. When suddenly somebody woke me up. So they said, who woke you up? We were sleeping. We were the only ones here. He says, no, no, there was somebody. There was this knight on a black horse. And this horse was very well groomed. It was groomed as you see the king's horses groomed. He's describing. He's imagining. Can you see how this mind can describe? Right? The, the purpose of the story is to understand how we can imagine and describe. He says, this person came and he had a staff, a sharp staff, and he poked me. And that's what woke me up. So they said, what happened? He says, I jumped up. And I said, yes, how can I help you, sir? He said, that's a very good question. You can help me. Climb up the tree and get the bowl of milk down. So they said, what did you do? He says, I told him, no, I can't. I have an agreement here with these two gentlemen here. We have an agreement. I can't. He said, climb up, get the bowl of milk down, or the staff will touch you. And you know what that means, right? We're trying to be diplomatic with our words. So, he said, look, uh, look, I don't want any, any harm to occur here, but I just want you to understand what I'm doing is not allowed. He says, look, I'm not interested in what is allowed and what is not allowed. Climb the tree, get the bowl of milk down. So, he says, I climbed the tree and I brought the bowl of milk down. So the two people said, what do you mean you brought the bowl of milk down? He goes, I brought it down. They said, what did you do with it? He says, I went and gave it to him. They said, you gave it to him? He says, no, 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 listen what happened. Listen to what happened. As I walked to him, I thought, let me walk slowly, he might go away, but he didn't. And as I gave him the bowl of milk, he picked up his staff, and he pointed it at me, and he says, no, you drink the bowl of milk. <laughs> so I, he, they said, what did you do? He says, I told him, no, I can't. You know, you will be gone tomorrow, I have to face my two companions, we have an agreement. He said, drink the bowl of milk or the staff will touch you. So he goes, what could I do? I started drinking it. But I was drinking it very slowly. So that maybe he might go and there'll be some left for you all. So they said, what happened? He said that this person said, drink it till the last drop or the staff will touch you. So I'm sorry, I drank the bowl of milk. So the other two looked down and said, La hawla wa la illa billah. Why didn't you scream? We could have woken up and helped you. So he said, I screamed and screamed. But you were on the third heaven and you were on the fifth heaven, you couldn't hear me. <laughs> right? So do you understand how this mind can imagine? 